0: Oh, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap
1: for Tuesday. All the best bits for the Mike Hosking breakfast on Newstalk ZB in a sillier package. And yes, yes! Uh, yes. He's back. The Hosk is back. Um, It's only February, and he's back already. I know, I know. Uh, So, uh, yeah, he he will have his say about whether he thinks MIQ is worth keeping. Uh, No guesses for what he thinks about that. And uh, the, the self-isolation that's going to have to start happening pretty soon as we all start catching the Omicron, uh, that's going to be a cluster. Uh, there are polls coming out of plenty, uh, and uh, some people aren't taking any notice of them. And uh, But too many people are taking notice of the COVID case numbers, apparently. And it's not as bad as you might think. But before any of that, yes, Mike's back. It's time to keep the government accountable again.
0: Now, the good news. Uh, The good news is that common sense is back for another year. I'm here to tell you, if you, like me, have been dismayed, if not alarmed, at a summer of a non-existent government and a media that has, in the past week or so, allowed the government to simply roll out yet another avalanche of bollocks and lies and spin, then at least this programme is back to hold a few of them accountable. To be fair to at least some of the media, the government got called out over these rat tests, these rapid antigen tests. The rat tests are a good example, of course, of just how corrupt this whole business has become. Uh, There is not a shadow of a doubt around the fact the government banned their use last year. How many times did the Raycons of this world scream about wanting to help, about needing rat tests to alleviate the trouble we had around the other sorts of testing, and how many times did the government dismiss them and tell us they weren't needed? Until, of course, yet again, they were found wanting, found failing to plan, and with their pants down, then had the gall to, one, steal other people's test orders, and two, then deny it. It's worth asking why you would follow a single thing they have to say, given how incompetent they are. Do you follow the advice of fools in other aspects of your life? In a pandemic, where credibility is everything, why would you pay any attention to this lot? I'm not. We've been treated like children. The Prime Minister the other day, in her long-awaited first appearance of the year, talked of the new stages they've invented, the first one being the stamped out stage. Are you serious? Stamping out Omicron. How? With magic potion? Are we five? Does she think we're five? Or thick? The media hasn't helped. TV1 last week had an astonishing story on how to look after yourself when you get sick, almost as though none of us have ever been sick before. We were told to buy tissues, Panadol, spray and wipe, and to think about board games when time dragged. I'm serious. This was a story. That was what passes for journalism on the government's news channel. It is a sobering and sad state of affairs, and too many people are getting away with too much. Well, we are looking forward to once again playing our part this year in putting at least some of that nonsense to
1: oh, man. When did it become my job to be part of the no-nonsense team? I love nonsense. God damn it, just as well I've got still got this podcast. Get a bit of nonsense in there. Uh, but Mike's taking a no-nonsense attitude to the Charlotte Ballas
0: case, and indeed all MQ cases. See, I don't know... Whether Charlotte Bellis wanted to create a nightmare for the government, she's done a very good job, though, either way. Her case is no more or less important, I mean, this is very important to point out, her case is no more or less important than any other New Zealander who wants to return home. But its unique ingredients yet again highlight the astonishing way the government has treated its own people. It is illegal to ban citizens from returning to their country, but that's essentially what they continue to do. Now, technically, they can and have argued it's not permanent, Therefore, it's not illegal, and technically they may well be right. But as each day passes, and with each day no change in policy, it looks, if not increasingly illegal, most certainly increasingly immoral, and it was immoral to start with. The individual aspects of the Bellis case are, of course, the absurd irony of the involvement of the Taliban, who grant safe haven while New Zealand's Labour Party doesn't. And the fact this story has gone all over the world and paints us in the sort of light you would expect, making it even worse now for the government, is the fact they can't bend, because if they do, they'll be quite rightly charged with favouritism. The government that oils the squeaky wheel. The government that only responds if you scream loudly enough. They already suffer from that sort of reputation of playing favourites. The astonishing number of DJs and festival artistes that manage to get clearance, or the Wiggles should not be forgotten. We have any number of so-called desperate cases of New Zealanders unable to return and still this madcap policy ensues. People who have sold up, left their jobs, been left stranded offshore, people needing to return for funerals, health issues, resettlement, work. How long's that list? But good old MIQ, eh? They haven't expanded it. They haven't involved the private sector in their ideas. They never use their full capacity. Never once have they been running at full capacity. And as Omicron arrives, their madcap extend-the-stay prison cell thinking is only going to make it even worse. We're about the only country doing this. So it's no wonder the planet's looking on aghast, and there remain a few locals here overridden, of course, by fear, who think the hermit kingdom's worth the price. But the trick to most successful decisions and approaches in life is balance, not obsession. And we have become obsessed with being locked up at all costs. And the costs, whether it's a pregnant woman locked out, a business gone under, a mountain of debt, spiralling mental health, increased violence, or the economic damage of being left behind the rest of the world, is, as exemplified by Ballas's plight, wildly out of kilt. We're you just starting ever so slightly to be a little bit sick of seeing Charlotte Ballas everywhere. I saw her on
1: Fox News this morning. And I just thought, hmm, you're pushing your barrow just a little bit too hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I, obviously I want everybody to come back, but yeah, you know, I don't know. She's not a special. She's not really a special case, is she? Or is there something I'm missing? Um, but speaking of being isolated, uh, we we might all have to have our turn. Uh, by the looks, because we're either all going to get. Uh, the Omnicron, or I know it's not how it's pronounced, but it's my little funny little joke. Or uh, we're going to know somebody
0: who uh, has got it, and then we'll have to yeah, stay home. So then what? Primary school. That's forced to delay the start of the term until next week because all the teaching staff are awaiting COVID tests. All of them. So the school's off for the week. Now, this is going to happen everywhere, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't really matter whether the modelers are right or wrong. They'll almost inevitably be wrong. But there will come a point, and it won't be far away, where COVID's all over the place, Omicron's all over the community, every community in the country, and there'll be lots of people isolating. No one necessarily have Omicron, but they'll be isolating because they're a contact. And they'll come to the point where it's literally absurd because everyone will be at home doing nothing. And we know this is going to happen. Meantime, in the community, there are people with COVID and MIQ, for example, and we're in the community at home with, MI, with, with COVID, and they're in MIQ with COVID. Meantime, Charlotte's still in Afghanistan going nowhere fast. See how absurd this whole thing is? None of it makes any sense. There's no point in isolating as a contact if you're going to cripple your country, cripple your economy. Because as we saw from the Prime Minister just, was it yesterday? As we waited with bated breath, headline after headline after headline, Prime Minister continues to be well, and sure enough, she was negative. So by the time it took them seven days on a small flight from Kerry Kerry to Auckland to work out it was the Prime Minister. And to contact her after seven days, she was only isolating for about two, all the damage was done in the first five or six. So the whole thing's a waste of time. We're literally wasting our time and we'll cripple the economy unless we wake up and do something sensible. Yeah, so Mike mentioned this morning that he he was in the supermarket waiting for Kate to come out of the supermarket
1: and he only saw four out of 20 people scan their QR codes. It's definitely a geographical thing, isn't it? That whole people not scanning in. Because around my area, every supermarket I go to, and I go to a couple of different ones on a fairly regular basis, I am constantly having to queue up with people who can't work their phones properly because they're waiting to scan... And they, and they insist, even though it's probably n- didn't work for them last week, they still go back to the same laminated sign that, re- that uh, reflects the light off it and doesn't scan properly, when there's probably just a nice matte st- one stuck on a pole right next to them that they could be using instead. But yeah, everybody, I, everybody around my area scans in. I don't know where he's going with
0: his non-scanners. Um, maybe we should do a poll on it. Mike, has the Roy Morgan poll got a media embargo? Once again, a negative government story is being buried. Dave, I don't know. We featured it earlier on this morning. If you missed it, generally speaking, uh, National and Act are both up. They collectively now. And I noticed David Seymour in commenting about the TV1 poll the other day. He's the only one who's doing it apart from this program. Yeah, this, this whole obsession the media seems to have with National up or Labor down or whatever the case may be is totally irrelevant. In an MMP environment, it's centre-left versus centre-right. It's the combination of parties. It doesn't matter what Labour's got. If Labour go down but the Greens go up and the total number's the same, then, they, then they're still where they were. That's what counts. If National goes up at the expense of Act, it doesn't really matter. And sort of this obsession last week was, oh, National went up but Act didn't. I mean, so who cares? It's the total number that counts. Now, in the Roy Morgan poll, if you missed it this morning, uh, National and Act have uh, both gone up and they now equal 50%. Higher support in years and the Labour-Greens combination has gone down. This is a six-point gap, so 50 plays 44. It is not being reported, uh, as far as I know, and it should be because it's as legitimate as any other poll floating around at the moment, as far as I can work out. So
1: not that legitimate, then, because as we've learned from, I don't know, things like Brexit, uh, American elections, stuff like that, polls don't mean a thing. It's a bit like COVID modelling. Um, You don't get...
0: Don't get too worried about the modelling, eh? Mike, breaking news in the UK, they've dropped mandatory vaccines for health workers. I I haven't seen that as yet, I'll take your word. I know that um, Jarvid was talking about that yesterday and that was where they were heading because once again they've worked out you're going to cripple the workforce and you're going to have to sack a whole lot of nurses and doctors and they simply can't afford to. Mike, have you sensed an underground movement fighting Omicron? You know, the one where the average New Zealanders are no longer scanning in and if they feel unwell they stay at home and don't get tested. I could tell you some stories about people not getting tested especially out of the Sound Splash business, uh, but also at the supermarket the other day. First of all, from the supermarket point of view and the chemist point of view, having done a bit of that over the holiday period, obviously, I've encountered literally no problems whatsoever with anything, as far as I can work out. But I was in this car park at the supermarket the other day, waiting for Katie, and I counted 23 people, and it just suddenly got my attention. There were more people coming in before I sort of suddenly thought, hang on, I'll check this out. But in the time I was paying attention, there were 23 people walked into the supermarket for Skandin four of 23. The scanning's gone. Scanning is a waste of time because if it takes seven days to track down a Prime Minister on a flight from Kerry Kerry to Auckland, how long do you think it's going to take them to find you when you're at a chemist or a mall or a whatever the case may be? So I think scanning is on its way out and if you look at places like Britain, we'll talk to Rod about it later, uh, the whole thing is, is flushed through and it's out the other side and the numbers are coming down. Do you realise there was an interesting number about two weeks ago in New South Wales, there were a quarter of a million, active cases, in New South Wales, and do the do the math for the population of New South Wales. Currently, there's about 150,000. It's it's about one percent, one if not two percent of the entire population of New South Wales. In other words, ninety. If you if you listen to the media, you'd think everyone's got it, and everyone's at home, and everyone's in a hospital, and everyone's on oxygen or dying or they're sick. Two percent tops have got it at any given moment. Two percent, which means ninety eight percent of people don't even have it. We spend a lot of time and angst and energy on something for 2% of the population, don't we? Right, so he hasn't quite got the numbers right there, I don't think, um, because
1: uh, yeah, New, New South Wales, the population of New South Wales as of September 2020 was 8.166 million. Uh, for 250,000 cases, which I believe is what they had the other day, uh, to be 1%, they, they would need a population of 25 million which I think is closer to the actual population of all of Australia. So, yeah, he hasn't quite got those stats right. Don't get me wrong, um, what he is probably right about is that not everybody gets it. So don't panic. That's my advice. It's actually the only thing I've ever lived by. It's the only advice I'd ever give anybody about anything. Because I'm a know-nothing bozo, doesn't know anything about anything. But I do sometimes tell people not to panic because that doesn't help. I'm Glenn ZB and uh, you can relax in the knowledge that we'll be back again with Mike tomorrow. See you.